0: just started calling contacts that I knew and um, getting contracts and starting placements. Because in healthcare, as anybody familiar with healthcare, you know that we always have this extreme shortage of staff.
2: Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Rianne Sharp of Sharp Medical Recruiting. Rianne, it's awesome to have you on the show.
0: Yeah. Thanks for inviting me, Russian. This is
2: great. No problem. Happy to have you on. And what I want to do is just read a little bit more about Rianne, so you can hear and learn a little bit more about her. Rianne is the president and CEO of a Sharp Medical Recruiting and HR Consulting. She started her company three years ago as a response to the ever-increasing demand for qualified, direct, and indirect care staff in all areas of healthcare. Rianne has been in human resource for over 20 years and holds both an MBA and a master's certificate in human resource management. She is the author of the new book, Maximum Employee Engagement How Healthcare Companies Keep Their Best People. Rianne is originally from the Twin Island Republic of Trinidad and Tobago and is a mother of two amazing kids and is an avid runner, swimmer, and figure competitor. Rianne, are you ready to speak to the IMCEO community?
0: I am. Gosh, that sounds like I'm overly ambitious when you read it. That.
2: I know you're, you're superwoman. It sounds like, so oh, gosh. what I wanted to do was just to kick everything off to hear a little bit more about your CEO story and hear how you became superwoman.
0: Yeah, so you're really correct. I was in HR for a really long time, 20 years. I worked with really large companies. McKesson was one of them. And, you know, throughout the entire process, I just felt like I wanted to do something on my own. And, you know, you just have that. I think all entrepreneurs have that kind of nagging voice that stays with them regardless of what you do. You either can't, you know, not satisfied in the job or there's something missing. And for me, that something was okay, what can I provide? provide as an individual versus as an employee and make a good living out of it and really add value to organizations, specifically healthcare, because that's where I cut my teeth, if you will. And um, from there, I just kind of kept putting it off, putting it off, just kept working, you know, my nine to five, nine to 20, because <laughs> most people work way more than nine to five these days. And then, you know, just three years ago, I put on my couch, ca- you know, I'm going to, I don't know if my parachute's going to, I'm going to just go ahead and and take a leap of faith. I sold a house that I had, um, it was really just too big for me and my kids and um, sold it, used some of the proceeds from that just as a cushion to start the business and just started calling contacts that I knew and um, getting contracts and starting placements. Because in healthcare, as anybody familiar with healthcare, you know that we always have this extreme shortage of staff, whether it's in the front office or back office in terms of physicians or nurses and that's that's where I started to play first. And that's really, in a nutshell, how I got started with the company.
2: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And so it's great that you um, you saw a problem, it seems like, and then you decided to create a solution around that.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I'm in one of those spaces that, you know, with all of the debate around healthcare reform or Obamacare or whatever somebody's calling it these days, <laughs> you know, you, it's kind of scary because, on the one side i hear all of this distress around affordable healthcare and then i see the extreme shortage which is not getting any better by the way for whatever reason i mean we just never will have enough qualified healthcare providers you know unless something is done to really manage the cost it's going to continue to inflate.
2: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And and now I wanted to, to drill down a little bit deeper and hear how you're helping to kind of support these clients. I know you touched on it a little bit, but could you tell us a little bit more about what you do for your clients?
0: So of course, one of the main things that my clients request would be to help them fill hard to fill positions. And a lot of those positions are doctor jobs. So either a lot of psychiatrist jobs, child and adolescent psychiatrist is the biggest shortage area in psychiatry. At this point, it's kind of sad and scary. But yeah, a lot of child and adolescent doctors are needed. I do a lot of physical therapist placements, home health placements, because as you can imagine, as our baby boomers are getting older, they want to be in their homes, which has given extreme rise to the need for home health services which of course then gives rise to a need for home health providers. So that's the first leg of it is is the placement. The next service that we provide is training. So in terms of management and leadership training, we provide a lot of in-service for our clients. You know, if they're struggling with employee relations issues, they have new managers who've come on to help them lead the organization and you know that person may have been a really good direct care person, a good direct care provider, but they may or may not be the best manager. So they need a little bit of coaching or training. And we come in and provide in-house training and coaching for them as well.
2: Awesome. 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 And um, now I wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be what you feel kind of distinguishes you or sets you apart. So could you give us an example of a secret sauce for you and or your
0: organization? Yeah. So I think that maybe I have two secret sauces. Okay. (laughs) So, recipe. um, the the recipe. So let me, the first ingredient is tenacity. And, um, I think that that's, that helps me a lot in terms of, of being a recruiter. I mean, especially working with hard to fill jobs. Most of the people who are, who I'm looking for are not looking for work. And they are 30, 50, how many other people calling them day in, day out, asking them if they're ready to make a change to another employer. And, you know, you, you can't accept no as, uh, as the answer. No is the answer for right now. And I think that's what... I've been able to do a lot is to just kind of make lots of copious notes and follow up and just really be tenacious around continuing to be in contact to provide information for them, whether it's changes in the industry or, or what have you. So that's the first one. I think the next ingredient would be just knowledge about the industry. So if I have a coffee meeting with somebody, I always want to know what's happening specifically within the context of their business, whether there's an acquisition pending, whether there are layoffs pending. And getting that information really helps my next set of clients. It also helps me think through things with the person that I'm talking with. And it also helps candidates because then a candidate for XYZ facility, for example, may not be aware that facility of their dreams, the hospital of their dreams is getting ready to open up a new wing, but I may know that information. So just always um, just being involved with a specific organization and just always following up with them and asking them detailed information about their line of business. And I think that the the next is using social media to, to your advantage in terms of getting your brand out there, but not relying exclusively on social media. And by that, I mean, I think that a lot of us we've kind of gotten used to social media doing the legwork for us, whether it's contacting people via kind of robo-messaging. But in truth, in my line of business, specifically, healthcare as a whole is very kind of hands-on and intimate and really picking up the phone and calling people is so much better than just relying on whether it's a constant contact message or just LinkedIn or any of the social platforms. It's a good base, but it's not going to distinguish you from your competitors, because everybody's kind of using a lot of social services at this
2: point. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. A lot of times, like you mentioned, you know, with social media, especially is that a lot of times to break through the noise, you have to do something that's different because everybody's now shifting towards, I'm going to do everything online. Sometimes mm-hmm. when you're able to just go and do a phone call or whatever it is, that's a little bit more tangible. It, it lets you, set, it sets you, sets you apart, you and your organization apart.
0: Yes, definitely. And, you know, you see it more and more in all aspects of life. I mean, it's, if you can get somebody in a, in a more organic setting, i.e. real life, then you, you have a higher to build a relationship and build a client, a good, strong client versus just kind of um, socializing via social media. Makes perfect sense.
2: Awesome. 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 And now I wanted to switch gears a little bit and ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And this might be an app, a book or a habit that you have, but it's something that makes you more effective and efficient as a business owner.
0: So I, you know, my hacks. I think first of all, you know, we talked about my, my working out and my running and those types of habits. I think creating habits is so important because discipline when you lead is important. And if you can create a habit that allows for a greater level of discipline, then um, that in itself will allow you to be a better leader, a better CEO and, and make more conscious and clear decisions. So, you know, leadership and being a CEO is not for everybody. You know, some people are, are, are happy um, being employees and they, you know, they have a set schedule, they have a set um, group of things that they like to do. Um, however, if you want to lead and you want to be a CEO and you want to kind of stand out from the rest, you have to develop these um, habits. And I think that for me, running and and lifting and and, being physically active helps um, create a level of discipline that allows me to, um, to have that level of discipline in the business. So I'll create a schedule of things that I need to do every day. I'll be sure that running and physical activity is part of that schedule. And then when I get back, I'm able to really focus on you know whether it's calling a new client, whether it's signing a new contract, whether it's you know reaching out to some um, new new psychiatrist new nurse practitioners or what have you, so definitely um, developing the habit of um, running to allow for a greater level of discipline is, is important um, there's one book that I'm reading now it's called um, uh, oh my gosh my, my mind went blank but it's it's about um being sure that there's no limits. I think a zero limits is the name of the book. And, um, it talks a lot about, you know, just kind of creating that, that energy around yourself to bring new things and, um, improved, uh, sense of being into your life. And I think that, uh, that also adds to this idea of discipline and, and allowing for creativity in your life. So I don't know. I think that I think that's a long way of answering your question.
2: (laughs) That's a a great way of answering the question, because I think a lot of things that I try to do sometimes is I say vibrate higher. So one of the things I do try to do is jog so that I can vibrate higher. But like you said, just so that you have that kind of mentality that you, I guess, are talking about in the book where you have no limits, where you can start to approach things in a different way because you are doing those practices, which allow you to kind of think at a higher level and get your blood flow and everything
0: exactly exactly and you know it's you know negative energy is very easy to pull you under and it's so important to remember that you are in control of your life and that's one of the, the values and the beauties of being a CEO being a leader is you you're able to really channel positive energy to allow for yourself to be in control of your life and your own your own space um, so it's always it's important to remember that 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 space between your head is so uh, critical to your overall development.
2: Makes perfect sense. And now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this is a word of wisdom or piece of advice. Or if you can hop into a time machine, what would you tell your younger business self?
0: Be confident. And, you know, I think confidence is... Everything you know, you're gonna make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes, but just the ability to say, you know what, uh, I'm gonna learn from that mistake. I'm confident in the decisions that I've made, and you know, the decisions that I've made, I've weighed them pretty carefully, but not to the extent where. I want to like overanalyze my decisions too much because time is a resource that you really don't get back. So really, you know, having the confidence to look at the decisions, make it fails and pick yourself up and, and try plan B or plan C or plan D. But just have that level of confidence in yourself to do it. And it's easy to say, be confident. But it's super hard to actually be confident when you know you have all these people asking you, Are you sure? Are you kidding? Are you crazy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you have so many naysayers, but again, it's about shutting out all of that negative energy. So really having that level of focus to say, you know what, I am I really am in touch with who I am and I am really confident with what I'm doing. And I'm probably gonna make a bunch of mistakes and it's gonna be really painful. But at the end of it, you know, you'll be successful because you've tried again after failing and you learn so much from failure. So definitely confidence is like the biggest most important thing. I met a client, a prospective client this past Thursday, and he said to me, he's a super smart guy, but he just didn't feel as though he would ever be able to do his own business because he just felt like he didn't have that confidence. You know, He just didn't feel confident enough to go out and ask for business and try to generate new contracts. So he's perfectly content working within an organization. So definitely the confidence piece.
2: Absolutely. And now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question. And we touched on it a little bit, but it's the definition for what it means to be a CEO. So we're having different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So I wanted to ask you, what does being a CEO mean to you?
0: Being in control of your own life, your own destiny, being able to, to have a decision, to think through the decision and to execute to have a uh, variability in your life. So you're not focused on one functional area, whether it's human resources or finance, or you're in many multiple different areas of, of a business. So you get to see the business from all different functional areas. So that variety is definitely part of being a CEO. Being able to fail and then Pick yourself up and dust yourself off and start again. All of those things are are really really define that idea of of CEO. I think that you know people look at it and think, oh, you know, leadership, and you just kind of sit back in a in a golden chair in a golden office in a corner room with the sun beaming through your window, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not necessarily the truth at all. And you know, gosh, God bless those CEOs who have that, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of challenges, but it's a lot of wins, too, when you overcome the challenge.
2: I would definitely agree with that. And Rian, I truly appreciate you for taking some time out. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and our listeners know, and then also how best they can get a hold of you.
0: Sure. Well, thank you, Risham. This is really great. I enjoyed it. If anybody has questions, they're always welcome to email or call me. And my name is not the easiest. It's R-H-I-A-N at sharpmedicalrecruiting.com. That's all one word. Or you can call my telephone number is 404-670-4786. Call anytime if you are interested in finding out about my book. If you want to keep your employees and not um, go through the headache of constantly recruiting. My book, again, is Maximum Employee Engagement and how healthcare companies keep their best people. And it's for all, you know, I've been in multiple functional areas. So if you are not in healthcare and you want some valuable advice, the book is good about providing steps around that as well. And, you know, don't be a stranger. I'm on LinkedIn. So that's a good way to reach me also. And, um,
2: Awesome. 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 Well, thank you, Rhian. And we'll make sure to have those links in the show notes just so that anybody can follow up. But I truly appreciate you for taking some time out and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day.